0: Hello, media consumers. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm David Shoemaker. We're the hosts of The Ringer's Press Box podcast. Twice a week, we have a free-flowing conversation where two old, old friends talk about media and sports and a little politics. Plus interviews with guests like John Krakauer and Jamel Hill. Funny stuff like the overworked Twitter joke of the week. Join us every Monday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that's right. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Şehirding. Shout out to that guy, The mage stick. Oh, my
1: goodness.
0: It's
1: professional wrestling. The king of kings. percent confirmed. m mage
2: Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ma 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 mage Mut, 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 Oh I'm sorry
0: Oh oh I'm sorry
2: I, got you, right? I like th- delicious chicken. It was repugged. It was repot.
1: It's professional, it's professional. Wrestling. 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 Ladies
2: and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, a.k.a.
1: That's a cheap
2: heat. Thank you, Sheiky baby. Uh, coming to you from New York City, your forever 24-7 champion. Two, two and a half weeks from the big walk down the aisle. Yeah. And joining us in Philadelphia physically strong and today physically well-dressed stack Eye greg
1: well i mean i like to say every day but you know today well, is you'd, be, you'd be you'd be lying but i mean that, that is false that is false Depend, depends on who you ask let's not wait, ask we, Peter. We,
2: do you want to go through <laughs> maybe we'll have like troy compile your outfits every week and see if everyone is on the level on the same level i mean this wearing this one no no I'm, I'm wearing a faded wrestling shirt so no need to feel bad a
1: classic. It's a classic, though. Oh, you I mean, wear don't it be right. it's an a, it's absolute a, it's a, classic.
2: Yeah, no, it's a garment. There's no doubt about it. Um, no, you know, SUG, you look so good today. You know who remind, you remind me of today? Who's that?
1: Who did Kaiser? Well Kaiser. Oh, well, of course. Uh, we, we have. The, <laughs> well,
0: if
2: course. you can't tell, we have the button. So be prepared. There'll be lots of And I and someone did send me a link to the Chelsea green. That it's not like as epic as Ludwig Kaiser, but
1: it is definitively she's like Chelsea Green. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's definitively like a, a unique character-driven customized uh, announcement instead so of like a cookie cutter. I'm just gonna give you the voice that I give everyone.
2: Yeah. Uh, now, what does she do? I have to pay attention to what she does with like a bunch of other people, like sort of in the middle, you know, who aren't as easily definable with a sound.
1: Yeah, I haven't paid attention to it either. They might just get they might just get the standard issue, which is pretty still pretty mage, but just like the standard well, issue. I, by the way, I,
2: I honestly wouldn't want it to be for literally every person. Like, I wouldn't want every person to have a completely custom. It, it start it it will stop. It will cease to feel like um, the sports part of sports entertainment if everyone isn't. You know what I mean? Some people just have to be a competitor, right? I wouldn't want everyone to get, but you know, but Ludwig, people, you know, everyone in the the people in the discord and on Twitter who are sending me the little gifts for Ludwig Kaiser. Have you seen them? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, a little, little, little Daffy Duck prancing in the background.
0: Ludwig <laughs> Kaiser.
2: I, I pop every time. Uh, so yeah, if you have any other ones that uh, Samantha's doing that we may not be noticing, please feel free to share them in the discord or on Twitter or whatever it may be.
1: Oh, but S- before G- we get too far away from this conversation, yeah. the the classic shirt that Rosenberg's wearing uh, for those who are just listening is the is the heart and soul SummerSlam 1997 Bret Hart Undertaker uh, shirt. Shawn Michaels is the special guest referee.
2: Yeah, I I actually reached out to Ted the other day because he had one for sale, and I thought about trying to trade for it because mine's like mine's like faded. like you can see here, like it's like less than black
1: almost like you definitely don't want that you definitely don't you definitely don't want
2: that it's almost graying it's very comfortable but he had another one that was very clean that i thought about making a move for but at the same time i don't know these days people love a good fade on a shirt too like people will Mm -hmm. prefer a good fade so it it totally depends some of my i gotta tell you i will say this some of my least favorite shirts to wear are the ones that i got like dead stock Really Like, I really like the one I was wearing this weekend that I posted a couple pictures in the WWF, the red, the multicolored WWF. Yeah, I love that shirt. It's a fire looking shirt. It fits pretty good. But it was like dead stock when I got it. And it just like doesn't feel comfy to wear. It's just always, you know, listen, I want to because it was sitting good. around
1: so long. Like that just I
2: don't know. And maybe if I continue, I also don't wear them very much. It's not like See, it gets washed so and dried every week. it's not broken in, yeah. Yeah, like I, I I, actually should wash them more. It's actually a bad habit of mine because washing and drying shirts can be really good for the composition of the shirt. And I have a tendency with these ones that I love that like, I'll wear it for like five hours and then I just take it off, fold it up and put it back in the drawer and like call it a day. I'm not wearing it to nah, play nah. basketball. You know what I mean? So um, so maybe I need to wash and dry a little bit more. Uh, SGG, I'm getting to that time now. Uh. Today is Tuesday the 20th. The wedding is Saturday the 8th. Two weeks from this Saturday. Yeah, uh, in WWE terms, it's two weeks from this Saturday. And I don't know if you remember this. I'm getting to that time where, like, I've noticed that in all my spare time, I'm starting to think about the wedding. Well, yeah, it's right there. Do you, know what, do you remember that, though, where, like, you're in the shower, you're kind of, like, imagining it. Like, you're thinking about all the things that are going to happen and what things you have left to do. Yeah, how like, things might this go, go wrong, too. Yeah, like, like, could this go wrong? Could that go wrong? Even though, even though I know none of the, quote, what go wrong things really matters. I mean, the only real what go wrong thing that, what goes wrong thing that could matter in any way would be weather. But even that, yeah. there's nothing you can control. And, you know, I I just tried to get in our heads right away, like, yes, we could end up doing it inside and not on the roof, just accept that that's
1: what might happen. Yeah, but that that throws you out of the moment, though. I I can imagine it'll throw you out of the moment if, like, one thing is not—well, it doesn't have to be one thing, because it it could be something small, you can roll with it. But if it's something that you've thought about or, like, obsessed over, and then it happens, I could see that being the start of a spiral,
2: Oh, who, for, for, G- for just anybody, not just w- you. Why are you? Even why are me. you putting this? What kind of support is this? I mean, this no. Is this, I'm just saying.
1: Keep that in mind, so that way, when that feeling comes, we know that we prepare for it, and that we don't go down that path. No,
2: no, no. You know no spiral. No spiral. No uh, spiral. Listen, no, I can't, no spiral. Uh, the truth is, I really, I can't. I have no room for anything except joy, because of that's the actual event, like. Screw the actual, screw the, the, the theoretical event we're spending money on and that people are attending and the party. But the actual event we're celebrating is such a joy that, like, really nothing could ruin it. I mean, I guess, I guess the only thing that could ruin it would be like if enough, God forbid, annoying things happened where she was like miserable. That would bum, I guess that would bum me out. But well, my I'll, mindset, I'll do my best
1: to just keep it at a minimum. thank you (laughs) i'll do what i can
2: i was thinking about my walkout song earlier so many
1: options what oh you're gonna is it gonna be in the hip-hop at range is it gonna be well that's that's what i'm thinking
2: about that's what i'm thinking about like should i go like romantically sweet um or should i go like should I go with something that's like kind of hip hop and me and would make people kind of bob their head and have fun in that moment? You know, I, I don't right. know.
1: And this is where it's going to get interesting too, because you're bringing together so many different audiences that whatever the song is, it's guaranteed to pop one section harder than the, than the other sections of the other crowd. So it's like, who's going to get, who's going to get that nod. The The head nod, the look like who's going to, who's going to, everybody's going to get the head nod. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> exactly who's gonna get that one to be like that was that was ours that was for us exactly
2: yeah, you know I was thinking because you know I've if you're a long time cheap heat listener like so many of you are and we love you so much by the way um, then you've probably heard me reference before that I already know if I ever get the call to like actually you know get music and I'd be a character in WWE it's this would this be fun as my entrance music at the wedding also?
0: All my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice.
2: So anyways, that's where I'm at right now, but I'm, I'm excited, tying things up, going home to Maryland this week for a few days, deal with a couple things, and uh, yeah, make this magic happen. SUG, what's, is anything going on outside of the wrestling, wrestling ring besides my
1: uh, wedding talk? Oh my goodness, there's so much uh, that was going outside the wrestling ring. Um, We talked about your shirt, the heart and soul match from SummerSlam 97. Sure. Special guest referee, Shawn Michaels. uh, This week marks 35 years of HBK in WWE. So they've been celebrating. They dropped a a commemorative championship. There's been some social media posts going up. Um, So everybody's been celebrating the Heartbreak Kid. It's 35 years in WWE. Uh, But then, of course, AEW debuted Collision on Saturday night. Yep. Friday... Though, all the talk was about an article that ESPN was going to put out. There was a lot of anticipation before the article came out that CM Punk was going to unleash on the elite in a in an uncensored, uh, just vitriol-fueled interview that he gave to ESPN. And it turned out to be, you know, not that at all. So there's no, no idea at all. It. No, not even not even close. Um, so there's no idea where the, the speculation came from or or how it got to be blown up so big, but that well, was well, who the talk. who
2: was the first person who leaked it? Was it Wade? Who was like I, I saw like I know the 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 quote unquote dirts were reporting it.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Wade said something. Wade like alluded to it, but he didn't say like ESPN or anything like that. He just alluded to something coming down the pipeline surrounding the Collision debut, hmm. right? Very vague and cryptic.
2: And did anyone else jump out and say it's this ESPN interview? How did we get there? Then
1: then everyone jumped. I, I believe it was Sean Ross Sapp that first posted that uh, there was an ESPN article coming, and then then it just went like wildfire, because by the time I heard about it, um, I had heard there was an ESPN article and that CM Punk just unleashed on the Elite and that it was gonna he was going to go scorched earth the day before collision or whenever this article jumped out. Cause this was, this was, I believe Wednesday. So people waited Thursday and Friday to figure out what actually was going to be said. And then when the article finally did come out, it turned out to be a uh, much ado about nothing, but I I did chuckle to myself though. Um, because CM Punk's initial problems with the elite and, and uh, hangman page and certain members of the AEW roster was that they, Go to the dirt sheets, and then things spiral out of control and get blown out of proportion. And then this, that's exactly what happened with this ESPN article. So it it kind of did prove his point that you know things are just, it's just the wild west in terms of wrestling media. And like, I don't know if it's the fact checking is the issue, or if it just has to be sensationalized for people to get their clicks in, or what. But this situation around this particular article just really proved his point.
2: Uh, yeah, this is, this is one of those ones where I feel like I wish, I wish people get held accountable for like being so wrong. Like, I, I get it. Like we all got excited. It was all click worthy. I hadn't, I actually liked what he said. I thought punk came off good. Yeah, it was good. a good article. Yeah. I thought, I thought punk, so too. thought punk came off good. Um, which I guess leads us to, uh, collision the debut. First of all uh i love the look of collision love the stage it definitely did give me that tbs feel i really do wish they decided to go with 605 start time
1: I, Listen, I, I i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna lay out for you i'm gonna let you say what you gotta say i'm just gonna let you know i'm gonna tell you when you're telling lies now go right <laughs> go right ahead do your thing all
2: right <laughs> all right let me know when i'm telling lies okay that's a cheap heat so i'll say i'll say this Number one, it should be six oh five. Eight o'clock is just such tough sledding. Like I just, throughout the year, you're going to get run into so much. A, people leave the house. B, even people who don't leave the house have so many other things to watch at 8 o'clock. It's just 6.05 is that you could get people pre-dinner. I just feel like it's a better time slot. And I love the nostalgia. Obviously, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I love that old Crockett TBS nostalgia of 6.05. It would be fire. All right. Uh, I have not watched the entire show yet, so I cannot give it a full show review. Um, though I did again because it's Saturday night, and so I watched the beginning, and then I had <laughs> right. to do other things.
1: Um, Hashtag with a life. Listen, this is the yeah. podcast. We we don't we don't break down every millisecond of every moment. We give we give you the with a life review. We give you, you know the with a me? life like, review,
2: and, and then we mage catch up.
1: Pug, what, what we thought made it made, what we thought made it pug. <laughs> That's it. We give you the with a life review. So
2: the the very with a life way to watch on Saturday, if we're being honest was the opening segment. That was the the with a life way was, and then you'll get to it later. Although I'm actually, let me say this. I wanted to watch the rest later and I realized I hadn't yet set my DVR for like permanent record yet because it was the first episode. So I played myself, but I'll I'll find it. (laughs) So I watched the first segment and let me just say, if AEW, clip this out, Troy, write a picture, send a telegram if they cannot figure out how to make the elite part of the punk story in a real way, and we just catch these strays like him saying counterfeit bucks and nothing happens with them. It is a fail of Epic proportion that worries me that they will never be the show. We all want them to be like, that is the story with this show. If this show really does exist just to have another property where CM Punk can work and not have to see other people, I'm not saying the show couldn't do well or be a good show. By the way, I heard it was a good show, so I'm not saying it can't be that. I'm just saying it is a failed and missed opportunity, and the second I heard him say that counterfeit Bucks line, I started looking like, I wanna hear music hit. I wanna see the Bucks and Kenny Omega walk out right now. Let's go. If that had happened, if Kenny and the Bucks had walked out to interrupt that promo SGG, the wrestling world would have been set on fire.
1: We would have had something. It would have gone to the next level. I I completely agree with you that that they needed needed that. They, They absolutely did need that. I mean, CM Punk with an open mic is great. But if AEW really wanted to set the world on fire and do the work shoot thing well, to the best of their abilities, they needed the Bucks to come in, interrupt, and have that be the start of a, of a amazing program. The problem is, I don't know that the parties involved are able to execute that <laughs> very well, but I do agree wholeheartedly that, that that would have been the thing to set the wrestling world on fire. So I wanna be clear. I know,
2: I know for the people who love AEW, um, and I, by the way, I, I am sort of sick of drawing this delineation like we're not among the people who really enjoy A.W., but for those who are really hardcore and like defensive of it, I need to watch the whole show. Um, I, I will watch this week's whole show, and I will go back and watch last week's. I'm not saying the show was a fail. Uh, by the way, big up to Kevin Kelly. Didn't have that on my— No, uh, I didn't see that coming either. Big Sounded great. Yeah. Sounded great. Welcome back, Kevin Kelly. I don't know where he'd been most recently. Do you know? I want to say New
1: Japan or ROH. I'm not sure. Okay, so because he, he
2: sounds he sounds seasoned, like he's been getting the work. So I'm not saying the show can't work. I'm not saying really anything negative about the show. I like the feel of it, the look of it. I thought Punk's promo was boring and repetitive, and that's all we got, bruh. That's like yeah. we we got the same, the same old. I'm the best. I love you because you love me. I don't compromise. No one can do this. Come take it from me. Maybe yeah. I'm making it in my maybe I'm making it up, SGG. It feels like I could have written that promo myself for punk. Like I yeah, did not get I, anything. The only thing new I would have needed <laughs> so. was an interruption and someone <laughs> to say enough is enough is enough.
1: Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because when I watched the promo. I didn't watch live. I caught it after everybody was just like, oh, he he went in. And then I watched it, and it felt like very Cena-esque, but just not as good as Cena would have done it. Because like, oh, you can boo me. You can cheer for me. I don't care. He hit that line. He said, I'm not leaving this company until somebody can stand in my shoes and carry it to where it needs to go. Check. That's another Cena line that he's used on. Touche. Ambrose, Rollins, Rome, like... You know, I'm the one true champion, and I, I'm gonna fight till I like. He did it all. He he even got off a cheap one liner at the expense of his his enemy at the moment. The young bucks check. He like he he ran through the whole thing, but it just it wasn't as strong as Cena would have done it. And like I, like you said, without that interruption to give it the real heat, like the real put the real fire behind it, it just was it was standard issue.
2: I, I thought so. Like, I, I just, I wanted something else. I'm sorry. I thought there was going to be an interesting twist. For all the controversy that's happened, we just got counterfeit bucks. Good line. Yeah. Good line. I like counterfeit bucks, but it needed something.
1: <laughs> and uh, the, funny, the funnier part about that, too, is when you juxtapose that promo with, I don't know if you saw the video package for him that they aired afterwards, um, where he's like, he's training and he's just like, You know, I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward. I'm not. You take that's a pre-tape. So after you declare that you're just moving forward, everything that you have to say is about what happened in the nine months that you were gone. Like you, you didn't even stick up to your own declaration long enough to to give us a compelling promo. But that's me nitpicking. Like like we said, it was a good show, but I do wish it had had some heat behind it. That initial promo.
2: i'm gonna be interested to see what the rest of the world reacts to punk like because chicago god bless it is a cheat code right i mean it's a fantastic cheat code i love it i could watch them play in chicago over and over again it's a it's a great watch every time
1: you're gonna watch it wednesday there's this there's chicago for dynamite oh they're doing a back-to-back right this week yeah wow man
2: well listen they do great there and i'm glad they i'm glad they do they that's, a, it's great to have sort of a home city and they really, it, I mean, I know they celebrated DC last week cause uh, they've had their first show there, but Chicago is home truly for AW at this point, even prior to punk getting there, uh, they had a history there. So it was, uh, I'm curious to see how fans in other places react. Cause I don't think, I think there are other people out there who, who love wrestling, love CM Punk. Like there are things I love about c m punk. I really do. I've gotten roasted on Twitter before because I have said before that at his most over he was more over than the rock, which I now regret.
1: <laughs> you said but, that after he debuted in Chicago, which you at least you admitted now that is a cheat code because <laughs> he came yeah I, I, I was high off it I was high <laughs> off the debut
2: <laughs> but you know I, but you know, I wasn't referring to then though I was referring to summer of punk so right. like leading into the and I will maintain that that run he had is up near the hottest we've ever seen. What I didn't realize when I said it was how short the run was. Like, I forgot right. how short appeared. Like, he stayed on top for a long time. But it was like 18 be- months. But him being on fire was was quick. Yeah. It was it was pipe bomb, like, threw money in the bank, right? That was yeah, basically And let's the- remember,
1: too, that money in the bank moment, which was huge, also in Chicago. <laughs> CM punk money in the bank is a cheat code everybody (laughs) uses it because
2: it works though no it's a great (laughs) way it's it's so listen i I, it's not i don't want to be one of these people who like uh, gets my my panties in a bunch because punk beefed with the elite i don't care i don't know the elite y'all can beef as much as you want i thought how we treated tony in public was messed up I think the way he's treated Colt Cabana is messed up. I know how he's treated other people in WWE when he left that sounded messed up. There are things about him that need work, but guess what? I need work. We all need work. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the man. I just wanted something better than that. I just didn't think that was, for what we've been waiting for, it was a huge opportunity. It was the rare second chance to make a first impression, and it, it, was. just, it just wasn't that special.
0: SGG, what else is happening
2: both in and outside of the ring?
1: That was the biggest thing for outside the ring. Um, the biggest thing in the ring, we've been anticipating it, and it's it's it is now on its way full steam ahead. This bloodline civil war. Um Jey Uso, man, the close of that SmackDown on Friday night, his performance in particular at that at that closing promo, just absolutely fantastic.
2: Yeah, he was uh he was fantastic. He certainly was. We got it. I did I was surprised. I
1: didn't I did not. And listen, I know a lot of people there are people who think I think thought it was predictable. Yeah. Um I mean, of course, like we we all thought that we all said that Jay was going to choose Jimmy. Um you sort of convinced me that it was going to happen much later than it ended up happening, which was this past Friday but we did see it coming. It's the, yeah, it I the mean, obvious only, story. There
2: are only so many options here. Okay. Right. Like, you either kick the guy in the face or kick the other guy in the face. Like, but they, <laughs> right. we're, we're down to what the options are. Right. The question is how much did you enjoy it? And I would say I enjoyed it a great bit.
1: I enjoyed it a, a lot too. And, and just, you know, you talk about a promo, having some heat and, and, and playing with the reality a little bit where he talked about, you know, listen to your brother, and he used their real names, and not you know, Jimmy and Jay.
2: Oh, I love that part.
1: and talked about, you know, he's the prom king, he's most likely to succeed, and until you got injured, which is a thing that you said on this podcast also, um, he's like, they know us now. like they they know Jimmy, and who's Jay. And it was the blessing in disguise, and he gave Roman all the credit, and it was just like, whew, you know, it, it really hits you deep when he was able to go that deep. And then still choose his twin because, like, listen, man, they they shared a womb as much as Roman did for him. That that bond is tough to break.
2: That is the bottom line. Apparently, that womb thing, there's something to that. Yeah, <laughs> there's something to that. Um, it was uh, it was really well done. I love that. when I love that they're going with like the Civil War sort of theme. I think that's pretty fun. Um I want to ask you, we got an okay. interesting email. I can't remember. I, I think it was when you were not on um, about Roman being, for lack of a better word, a bit of a passenger in the bloodline story of recent. They didn't frame it that way. They framed it a different way, but it did get me to thinking, you know, like you're the perfect example, maybe you're not because you've always been sort of a, a Roman stan, But I do wonder, like, it's time to ask the question. And it's a fair one. I'm sorry, Roman. It's a fair question. Mm -hmm. Is this era of the last three years the Roman Reigns era? Or is it the bloodline era? And are they maybe not all equal parts? But, man, the Usos are a big part of the bloodline era. Like, they are a big part of it. And then, and I'll let you respond, and then it got me thinking about where you rank people in their value in the story. Like what percentage of importance do they play to the story? And I think that's a a fascinating conversation. But anyways, SUG has a
1: big bloodline and Roman guy. What do you say to this idea? I think, so that's a very fascinating idea. And I think I'm going to have to go with the bloodline era, right? Because it's the collective that really pushed it over the top. And I'm including Paul Heyman in that, even though Jay has him dangling by a string or, or would have him out if it were up to Jay. I'm including Paul Heyman in that, right? Because we were on this podcast, coincidentally, watching a Thunderdome era uh, episode of SmackDown when Roman came back and he the, he was sitting in a chair talking to Adam Pierce, the camera pans, and mm. he's sitting next to Heyman. Mm. And the amount of shock... From just that moment, it took over everything. And that's where it starts. And you have to include Heyman in that, right? Because oh, yeah. if Roman has said, like, like the, the moment doesn't hit if Heyman's ass is not in the seat. If Roman says he's talking to Heyman, if Roman alludes that he's talking to Heyman, the shock of Heyman sitting in that seat in that very moment is what does it. So Heyman has to get a lot of the credit.
2: Absolutely. couldn't Couldn't, then, couldn't agree more.
1: Roman has to get a lot of the credit too, right? Because the Thunderdome allowed him to be like, we all talk about wrestling being theater and art. The Thunderdome allowed him to do sort of these stage plays on Friday night and do these scenes that the bloodline still relies on. So him just mapping out that blueprint for the bloodline to live and breathe in. He has to get a lot of the credit for that because it came from like talking to the camera whispering in the ring like just being able to fully control things because he didn't have to have a crowd sort of interfering with what he was trying to do elevating the product so he has to get a lot of credit for that and jay man just killing it in those promos and just being like the emotional anchor and the centerpiece of the whole story like in the way way back in the beginning he brought the joy to it like he was having fun you saw it when his spirit got pulled out of him you saw when he became like this rabid defender of his family. Um, and then even when Sammy was around, this mistrust that he had, like it was written all over his face and his mannerisms. And he brought that to it again on, on Friday. And I got to throw Jimmy in there too, because Jimmy was there to balance out Jay and just bring the personality and add the layers. So it's definitely a bloodline error. Roman's going to obviously get the credit because he had been in the main event so long. Um, prior to, and even now, is still on top. He has all the titles, and the titles are just as much a character in the story as as anybody else. So Roman's getting a lot of credit, but it, it it is definitely the bloodline era, and they're all they're all equal parts. I wouldn't give anybody one more percentage than the other because those are ingredients, man. Like just every every little sprinkle means so much to it. Even Solo just being ready on site, no questions asked, to do what he has to do for the family it means something to the story. So I'm giving everybody 100% of the credit together. Oh, b- boo. Boo this man. Boo. <laughs> Am I wrong? That's a cheap <laughs> Am I wrong, though? Like, you you remove one of those elements, so, like, you tweak it just a little okay, bit. Okay, no, it no, no hit the I, same. I
2: agree. You can't remove any, but I would say the two most important pieces are... I mean, Roman okay, and Jay. Roman and Jay. Or Roman and Jay. And then... I think Paul and Jimmy are on the next tier down. And then Solo, who's been fantastic, would be last. Um, Even though he's, like you said, I'm not trying to be, they've all been fantastic in different ways. But I really do think, I'll put it this way. This Bloodline era, which has been amazing and has transformed Roman's career forever, does not happen without the Usos. It doesn't. This Doesn't. Roman and Paul would have been amazing from off top. Like the second we saw Paul sitting next to Roman, it was the beginning of something cool. But if it hadn't turned into this family bloodline story with the Uso specifically, I think it's over by now. I think it, I think it was a cool run. I don't know that it solidifies Roman as a hall of famer, the way that it has this, this has struck that family piece of it. And the performances by Jay and Jimmy has struck such a chord. I mean, and in a lot of ways, I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy doesn't get credit for actually here, here you go. I think Jimmy's the most
1: nuanced actor of the group. Well, because he says he's he's relying a lot on the non-verbals, right? Like Jay, Jay lashes out, Jay speaks his mind, Jay says what he has to say, but Jimmy. Jimmy's the one that gives you the facial expressions. Even when Jay wouldn't trust Sammy, Jimmy's still smiling with him. When when Jay and Roman were beefing a few years ago and Jay was running after that Universal Championship, Jimmy's facial expressions said a lot. Even when he came down with crutches and was injured, like what he did with his facial expressions said a lot. And not well, to discredit Solo. Solo's just a pinch of salt. I know it's oh, just no, a so, pinch of salt, but yeah, that's it, it, it matters. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, no, and it it's, does matter. It's um, not
1: insignificant.
2: I would say I would say the the acting chops at their best to me are Jimmy and Roman. Um I think Jay and Paul are both fantastic but they tend to each hit one similar note.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Roman and Jimmy have the most diversity in what they do where the different places they sort of operate in. Um and I know everyone and the reason I'm pointing it out is because Jay has been so overtly fantastic and I think everyone talks about it but I think Jimmy really has done just Fantastic work as well, and now this is going to be an interesting. Now we got to speculate. So what happens? Like what happens in this tag match to further this story?
1: My fantasy booking. Oh, here we go. Ability is not good. Is is god awful. Yeah, mine's you know not it. Great. P, I've run. Yeah, yeah, I've run some ideas. Mine's by, not good either. We, I, I think we average probably. Two each every year. <laughs> two a year. Yeah, like yeah, they like one will come. We get emails every
2: week that are better than any things we come up with.
1: Yeah, we got we got one Friday. I can't remember what it was about, but oh, that, I, no, I it, was I, it was the Bloodline.
2: It was the Bloodline. There was some fantastic way? ones. Of, yeah, the
1: just, Fatal Four just way phenomenal. was phenomenal.
2: Fatal Four Way was fire.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat off of that one. And by, <laughs> by the way, go with- and by the way, that not that is not remotely off the table at this point. No, it's not. It's not, and that's the thing. Like they, they have so many different directions they can go with it. I don't know where they're gonna go. Um, I, 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 I hate to plagiarize this listener who came in with a fantastic email from Friday, um, but that's that's one that I would like to see explored. That fatal four way, I think, is really a really good idea. If they're gonna implode, like completely, do it.
2: By the way, uh, speaking of
1: that's a cheap heat.
2: I got to give a big boo this man to Dominic Mysterio, who told (laughs) me he was going to post something on Father's Day. And we got nothing.
1: Uh, Wow. I don't think anything came, did it? I didn't see anything. I was waiting. (laughs) Actually, what I did see, I believe he had a match with Rey Mysterio on Father's Day. He did. (laughs) And I saw He he got spanked again. Yeah, he did get
2: spanked on Father's Day, which is great. But I was li I wanted that picture of I wanted him to do some sort of split screen with Cody and Ray and you know something that's like, you know, Happy Father's Day to the Mount Rushmore of deadbeat dads, you know, or something like that. Like I yeah. I, I wanted that's what I that you know what that is? That's a cheap heat. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Um so anyways, yeah, we got we got a lot to look forward to now with Money in the Bank. I'm super bummed I'm not going to be there. Very excited for them to be back on U.S. soil. And by the way, I I think they're back. I think they're back on U.S. soil till like the top of the year. Close to them. There's not another Saudi show? I mean, is there? There probably is, but I think they still have PLEs monthly in the U.S. in that time. I think so. Don't quote me. Okay, but I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, we know the next one's up in the D. Ayo, hey,
0: ayo. <laughs> so
2: uh, it'll be interesting to see what it's going to be now at uh, when we get some Money in the Bank. What did you think of
1: Logan Paul on last night's uh, Raw? I I was not expect. Well, I, I'm lying. I was expecting them because they announced it, but I wasn't expecting them to be sitting. At the top of the ladder, announcing his entrance into the Money in the Bank um, ladder match. I thought that was a cool shot, though, when it was just him in the dark with the two briefcases hanging above him. mm mm-hmm. um, I was like, damn, they should not have turned up the lights. They should have just left it like that and just let him let him go off. Um, decent promo from him. Uh, it did get interesting when everybody came down. Of course, loved that Butch didn't even have a mic in his hand. He just... He was just there to fight Um, him being added to the match, though. Changes things a little bit and makes it interesting. I think, you know, we were having this discussion last week about who could the pick be and who has the most likely chance. I think by him announcing that he's in it, he slots himself right at the top of the of the list of money in the bank favorites. Whether or not he actually gets it, I don't know. But he he immediately becomes the guy that you think is going to walk out with that briefcase.
2: It becomes like very obvious. Can I tell you what though, considering last week we were jokingly call it Joe, calling it Joe bear in the bank. <laughs> yeah. I now like looked at the group last night as they did the obligatory dumb pre money in the bank. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna win hit his music i'm gonna win as we did that obligatory thing only made different by the fact that logan was sitting on a ladder um (laughs) i ended up sitting there being like i like this match i like who's in this match i really do i i I think this is a really interesting somewhat hard to call especially now with logan in it now if they telegraph and it just goes straight logan yeah, I don't think that's that. I would love to see Logan not win this. I would, to me, it would show, A, it's so predictable if he wins. B, it shows me as a fan, he's around to do this thing for real. He doesn't need to win everything or only have the biggest spotlight. Like, he shows up. Like, there's no reason. They they clearly laid out the h- thing with him and Ricochet. Yeah. So, could it just be that he's there to do something awesome with Ricochet that everybody talks about, and that's that? I hope so. Because <laughs> I, I don't, so. I don't need Logan Paul doesn't need a briefcase. Logan Paul is the briefcase. He is. As, he already as, got a match with Roman Reigns for exactly. the champion. He is just, the
1: briefcase. <laughs> I was bro. just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Listen, send him on his podcast. Let him talk a little bit of shit. That's match it. made, done. It's a formula. It works. He already went to the straight to the top of the mountain with that formula. So, why does he need a briefcase to be able to pop up anytime? He doesn't. I see. Uh-huh. Morris is back.
2: Well not not unfortunately. Yeah. Not.
0: You're hurting me.
2: I just I put these in the system again.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> no, He's not a favorite. winner. But uh, he really I, I I besides Logan winning and I'm not saying that can't be great if the match isn't great. I'm just saying it doesn't excite me on paper. But after that, after Logan, it's like, man, who is going to win? Tell you what, tell you what, a lot of things have been said. Crowd does feel ready for LA night. I can't fight it anymore. It's, 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 <laughs> were you necessarily fighting it though? No, no, I just hadn't, I hadn't heard it. I kept getting reports on how over LA night was. Okay. I've never really been there for it. And yeah. last night it was like, man, they really are.
1: Yeah, yeah. Listen, people are into it. Yeah. I told you, I'm into it. <laughs> Goldstein is into it. Uh, people are into it. He, the, like, it's, it is really incredible to see though that like he felt sort of dead in the water in January after that thing with Bray, and he bounced back.
2: Completely. Yeah, I think I, I think I need to, um, I think I'm gonna have to get him before Money in the Bank. I think it's time. Yeah,
1: listen. Yeah. If you get LA night, P, just yeah. let me talk to you. <laughs> I want to be. Th- you want to be there? I want to be there if we get LA night. All right, all right. Let me talk to you. I <laughs> think <laughs> I'm sending the text right now.
2: <laughs> Cause uh... what bear?
1: Oh, by the way, I, I need to say, uh, birthday wishes are in order. Oh yes, you know, you know, we love some Rocky in Philadelphia.
2: Dun, 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 dun. Happy Da-da-da. birthday, Rocky. It's his bark mitzvah today. <laughs> He's 13 years old. Anything you want to say to the people? Anything. Mm. This is a very good boy. It should be known. Um, in fact, SUG just had a great steak dinner with him a couple of weeks ago.
1: <laughs> I did. It was fantastic.
2: Um, he is. But he is. Uh, what a Followed up by
1: another great dinner.
2: Yeah, he had back-to-back great dinners. He did. But he has been such a good boy for his mama. He holds her down and has for a very, very long time. His his tuxedo is already picked out. Mage. So happy birthday, Rocky. We love you. All right?
1: He's going to get himself. A mitzvah. Pu-
2: He's getting a puppuccino later.
1: <laughs> Do you know what a puppuccino is, by no. the way? not okay. Is it a, is it a, like a fake alcoholic? Is it a mocktail? No, no. no. Like a cappuccino.
2: It's, it's 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 Starbucks, right? It's a Starbucks. Uh, don't don't tell the dog, a puppuccino You you order a puppuccino they'll give it to you for free, mage. Which is nice. It's just a cup. Well, Starbucks of whip- doesn't give anything for free. I, I'm pretty sure it's free. It's just a cup of whipped cream. Shh. He
1: gets excited for it. It's just a cup of whipped cream. It's nothing. <laughs> Listen, it's it means something to him. They,
2: to him, they, it's something. They. I'm I'm gonna make him my own puppuccino today. You know how. I'm going to buy some Ready Whip. And I'm making puppuccinos today. Mage,
0: <laughs> they don't mage. know.
2: But they just know they'll be happy to get puppuccinos, And Bear gets one too, because Bear's almost 13 and we don't know his birthday exactly. So happy birthday, Rocco. Uh what else, what else happened last night? We had a little interaction between Raquel Rodriguez and Rhea Ripley.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna that's gonna be a mage match if they can get to it. Which yeah. they should. They telegraphed it, they already teased it. I, I, listen,
2: I, I, how do they make Raquel more like compelling besides being
1: strong? What do you do? The problem is she's on Monday Night Raw with Rhea Ripley because you do exactly what you did with Rhea for Raquel. She has the size. She has the strength. You let her run through the competition and mow everybody down. But you can't do that with a baby face. So right. Baby the Face needs that sympathy they need the crowd to like feel for them empathize with them and her and Raquel's her and we like
2: together one day would be fun oh yeah that would be like that would be like undertaker and big show or like you know one of those tag teams that you were just like oh this team's never gonna lose
1: yeah and and rightfully so too i mean like you know ronda rousey and shayna baszler feel unstoppable but you have to think that if Rhea Ripley and uh, Raquel Rodriguez get on the same page, that 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 truly is a tag team that could just dominate more so think. than Ronda, Shayna, more so than Nia Jackson, Tamina. They could just run through everybody. Oh, uh, Sug, what else? Anything else pop off your TV this week between the many, many wrestling shows that we all consume? Adam Cole, and MJF. I wish we got. I wish they didn't go back to the well with the draw. But I understand why they had to do it, right? MJF can't take a loss quite yet, and neither could Adam Cole. So a draw preserves everybody. I would have preferred a schmoz to a draw. Really? You would have preferred well, the schmoz to do? the draw? I would I sort of liked that last second draw. It Listen, the timing on it was perfect. It was, that was well executed. I didn't have my stopwatch out, so I have no idea if they worked the clock a little bit, nor do I care. <laughs> the timing on it was flawless with that ref's hand just halfway down before the bell rang.
2: I'm a little annoyed with, like, the excessive uh, beatdowns on television these days, meaning, like, the the way to get, you know... He's not a winner. Oh, sorry. The way to get... That's a cheap heat Is just, like, the Finn Balor attack on Seth. I just feel like, how many different stories can we have where that's the thing? I was thinking about it earlier, because I was watching... I've been really enjoying watching some old... uh, wrestling challenge was that what it was called yeah yeah I, i've really been enjoying watching these old episodes with bobby and and gorilla just watching them they're just like sitting there showing different matches from the week and i'm in late 86 and of course i got to my the thing that drew me in savage steamboat mm-hmm. and i just remember thinking about how and i know it's different i get it i know i know it cannot be the same anymore i understand but that hits so different, because you're like, "Oh my God, this guy's going crazy, yeah, because you, you, you never saw you' never see it. now it's like I swear the catalyst for half the stories at any given moment is that someone attacked someone outside the ring and threw them into the stuff in the back. like I don't think in twenty twenty three there's two things we're not utilizing that need to be utilized in my opinion managers, mhm. And alternate locations. Like that was such a big thing in the early 2000s, in the mid 2000s. Like you might see things somewhere else, whether it was the same old beatdown that the APA were putting on someone at a bar, <laughs> right. or it was Ed showing up to John Cena's house, or whatever it was. It just felt like we were utilizing more, you know, and more like. And you know what else I miss while I'm reminiscing? I miss the backstages that didn't have a microphone i miss the backstages where vince and stephanie were just in an office talking like oh, the scenes the scenes. i miss the scenes yeah i miss scenes i miss managers and i miss alternate locations i don't know why we can't get a little more of that because like the, the the beat the savage beat down as the catalyst for every story starting to wear on your boy a little bit
1: I will say this though about the Finn beatdown, it was it was awesome. It, it was it was well it done. Was. It was that last coup de grace where he ran around the ring and then jumped. I don't I I didn't see if he jumped on the steps and then used it hop, or if he jumped straight over the steps and crashed down on Seth. Loved it, but um, I do agree with the backstage because they are always like by the the equipment and the For gear. Always. Just you know, a little switching up, a little switching up can't hurt. I mean, you know what else I forgot about in the Savage
2: uh, Steamboat situation? Do you know that afterwards they toss back to? This is when Bruno was doing backstage interviews, which is maybe the weirdest fit of all time. Yeah. You know, and he wasn't that bad considering it makes no sense. I mean, picture tossing back to Hulk Hogan as like your backstage interview. Like it's weird (laughs) that he even had that role, but whatever. But do you know in that scene, he's outside reporting outside like the medical room where Steamboat is and he's all worried and then Savage comes up and starts like showing off and says how proud he is of himself. And, and Bruno just drops the mic and chokes Savage out. <laughs> what? It's crazy. I was I like, wait a second. You I don't just, remember this. You just had the former champion. You, you're building up this heel all big, and then he just gets – I mean, listen. It gets like people run in. So he after he's like, yeah, I'm proud of it. It's the best thing I've ever done. Whatever. That wasn't a very good Savage impression. No, yeah, I'm like proud of myself. Yeah. Okay, whatever. There we go. There Boom. we go. San Martino just grabs him. He's like, You're proud of him? And starts, you're proud of yourself? And he starts choking him. And then, like, Coco beware, and this one, and the other one jump in and, and pull them apart. So like, it's not like Savage takes an L, but I mean, he definitely gets taken to the ground with hands or hands palm
1: throat. By by an aging, or dare I say at that point, aged Italian strongman. I mean, I guess he is still the Italian strongman. If we do the by the way if we plus do the What's plus the math. old man's strength. If we do the math, Sam Martino is probably 38 years old. <laughs> probably. As a matter of fact, we will do the math. Yo, it's Bru- so crazy, though, that when I think Ric Flair makes me think about this especially. was I'm like, when I was watching him as a kid, I'm just like, he is so old. And now I'm thinking about some of these moments that, I, that I'm watching. I think I'm older than they were when they had a lot of these moments.
2: So that moment that we just described, he Bruno was 51. Okay. So old... But not older than Edge right now. <laughs> no, no, exactly. There are there are a few people. There are a few people in the locker room that. And by the way, Bruno still looked great. Bruno never stopped looking good. Bruno always looked like he could go.
1: Well, listen. If all he had to do is get his hands around your throat, he he always could go.
2: Um, SGG, do you want to do some uh, black power rankings? It feels like we oh, should. Yeah. Oh,
1: black Black And I'm black, y'all And I'm black, y'all And I'm black, y'all And I'm black and and black, black, black And I'm black,
0: y'all I'm blickety black, and and black,
1: black I'm black and and black, yo Because I'm black and I'm black All right, SUG, what do you have? This special Juneteenth edition Has Of the Black be. Car Rankings Is going to go down like every Juneteenth Let's be honest um, I'm throwing it to the Black Wrestling Podcast Um, Our boy Cal, who's uh, You can catch him on Wednesday Worldwide On the Ringer uh math fam Mimi Davis every year they throw together a list called the BRP50 the Black Wrestling Podcast 50 ranking the 50 best black professional wrestlers um they're still in the midst of rolling it out so i don't know who's going to be number 1 but um again i want to shine a light on them for shine a light on the talent that that makes this so fun so or some of the talent that makes this so fun i should say so i'm throwing it to Black Wrestling for the BRP50 that's
2: a very very good choice um Man, I was going to give it. I thought for a moment, I thought for a moment I was going to give it to Shelton and Cedric. Can I, can I do that <laughs> in a losing effort anyway? They put in a good effort. They did. They did. <laughs> they did. You know, they made you believe for a second that they could get a W. I really, I really, uh, I love that those guys are around. And Black Power ranking adjacent, we didn't mention this news earlier. They're saying Carlito signed.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot. Come on, SUG. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's that's what the rumors, the whispers. Again, not uh, really Black Power rankings, but, but Black Power, of Jay. Yeah, it's Black Power, Jason. Yo, I by the way, I hate he Twitter. The he has an afro. I hate Twitter.
2: That, exactly, he definitely does. It's somewhere between a. Uh, it's 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 like Jufro plus. Um, <laughs> Yo, know, I don't know why I do these things to myself. Why yesterday did I think it was a good idea to go on Twitter? I know why I thought it was a good idea. Hey, I want to find and support some black businesses today. Who? Hey, who? Who could tell me about a good black business? Here, here's now. I ended up getting some answers, and I ended up purchasing some uh, some health and wellness products that I'm excited to get. All right, fair question. Glad you got
1: engaged appropriately.
2: Oh no, no, I didn't. That was I got like two or three appropriate engagements. The only <laughs> oh the only other engagements I got were white racist trolls saying. What a you know a, a snowflake I am.
1: You're the snow. You're the snowflake for asking, not them for getting offended that you asked and concerning themselves with how you spend your money that that you earned. Yes, I'm the
2: snowflake for wanting to support black businesses, <laughs> and then I got it from trolls on the other side being like, you shouldn't just be asking this on Juneteenth. <laughs> how do you know how often i'm asking it how do you know you shouldn't just support on juneteenth i don't just support on juneteenth but i always <laughs> do support on juneteenth now
1: that's a good re- right i don't just support on Juneteenth, but i, but always I definitely
2: will support do on, support juneteenth. on...
1: <laughs> well i don't under like yo man shut up just shut
2: up i i hate people are the worst bro they just sometimes and listen I often over talk on Twitter and get myself in trouble. So who am I to speak? But man, I swear some people, they cannot see a tweet without responding. You just didn't have to respond. If right. you didn't have an answer, if your answer wasn't going to be check out Jojo's Crab Shack or <laughs> Melanie's books. If you didn't have an answer, just shut up. Just keep it moving.
1: It's <laughs> oh hilarious. It, it's the worst. <laughs> Literally, I got ratioed.
2: I got. I got crushed. If you go for look no, at reason. It, for no, no reason, no reason, no reason.
1: I was like, well, listen, I got what I was looking for, <laughs> so I don't really care. But right, you didn't want like now. Listen, it could have been, it could have been worse. It could have been that all the dozens or hundreds—I don't know how many people responded to you—did respond with products, and then they're like, Rosenberg didn't even support. It was just for the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That would have been the worst the way, of them know, all.
2: You know you know who led me in a good direction, though? Someone who knows a thing about supporting black people. An ally of, uh, an ally of a special sort. The great Sarah J is who sent me to a great website. <laughs> and you can't tell me that she doesn't know. <laughs> She's lent support to so many in so many different ways over the years. Uh, shouts, shouts to Sarah, Sarah J. Um. Anyways, I just wanted to share that funny anecdote. Uh, we got Happy we, dude, we, t- Happy, teeth happy Juneteenth, everyone, by the way. I Hope you did support black business yesterday. I find it to be the reason I came up with the idea for myself a few years ago, so I'm like, well, how do I celebrate this holiday that really is a celebration of black freedom? How can I celebrate that Because I want to celebrate. It looks like a good time. How can I celebrate <laughs> it without just co-opting it? How can I celebrate without co-opting it? It's hard. So I said, it what is. do you do? I said, I know what I'll do. I'll go to Harlem and get some delicious chicken from a black-owned business, and then I'm doing good and eating something delicious at the same time. <laughs> so that's what I did year one. Uh, I forget what I did year two, but I just think it's a good, in terms of allyship, I think a good plan would be, like, let me put it this way. If 5% of white people decided on Juneteenth to go support black business, bruh, you're talking millions and millions of dollars would be rolling in. So it sounds like a whatever sort of, I think nothing thing to do, but if you spread the word and people actually all do that, I mean, yes, you You should be doing it more often than Juneteenth, but if you do it on Juneteenth, people are going to be living off that. SUG, we'll do it again. I'll let you know about LA Knight. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, Friday, we'll be back with uh, something. It might be alien night. might be Dipperstein. <laughs> might be email. We don't know. But you'll be it's here.
1: The, listen, something is guaranteed. It's it, the Friday it's so, something.
2: I, I guarantee you it's something. Uh, thank you, Producer Troy. Everyone will see you in the Discord. Email us, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. We'll do a nice big mailbag either way on Friday. And uh, do us a favor and stay mage. Take it, it like easy, mate.
0: Like, that's, 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 that's a cheap heat. at this time, I would like Again. Shout
1: out to that guy, right? Red. Redheart is the greatest professional wrestler in the
0: history of the art form. mm 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 Midge.